This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. In Europe, our Rosh Hashiva would say, a bachar had a shtemple. You could tell from a mile away what yeshiva a bachar learned in. You could nail it. You could say he's a telzer. This one's a mirror. This one's a slabotka talmud. They had a distinctive quality, a certain way they carried themselves, a certain way they spoke, a particular mode of dress. But in America, our Rosh Hashiva would say, everything is watered down. It's become a melting pot. The distinctive quality of where you belong, the distinctive quality of your Makoim Torah, we don't have that as much. A Bachar is a Bachar, and a Ben Torah is a Ben Torah. But that's in America. Rumor has it that in Canada, you could still find a bacher that has a shtempel. That you could still meet a bacher and nail it. I know what yeshiva you're from. You don't have to tell me what yeshiva you're from. That if you see a bacher that's serious in his learning, but not too intense. If you see a bacher who's a Yerei Shamayim, but freilach and friendly. If you see a bacher who's a masmid, but about Midois and about Derecheretz, you could say, I don't, don't tell me what yeshiva you're from. You must learn in Yeshiva Gedoyla of Montreal. <laughs> what an honor and privilege it is to be here this evening on behalf of Amakam Torah that has gained reputation, L'Shem Tuferes throughout the Oilam Torah as one of the premier yeshivas in the yeshiva landscape today. Bershus, Menahalim, Rabbi Kadosh, Rabbi Carmel, Bershus, Chashiva Rabbeim, who really are the heroes of this Makam Torah. Bershus, my gracious hosts, Rabbi David and Judy Rothschild, who are so devoted... to the yeshiva, to the rabbeim, to the talmidim, b'leva nefesh. About 20 years ago, when I was a bachar, I was davening in the shul that I grew up in, in the Agudah of Avenue L in Flatbush. At the time, the rav was Rav Pinchas Breuer. And it was the Lakewood Shabbos of Chizuk, and it was my first opportunity to hear Rav Yeruchim Oshin Shlita. And aside from Rabbi Yeruchim's godless betayra and his beautiful svarim, he's a prince of a person. And I remember as a bachar, Rabbi Yeruchim said over a story that made a big roisham on me. Rabbi Yeruchim said that Rabbi Aaron came to America in 1941, April 10th, Erev Pesach. It's Erev Pesach, 1941, and of all places, Rabbi Aaron Cutler comes to the Avi Avois Hatuma, San Francisco, on Erev Pesach. And what's on Rabaran's mind, Erev Pesach, 1941? How he's going to get matzos in six hours before the Seder? Where in the world he's going to have a Seder in San Francisco in 1941? How is he going to find kosher wine? 
No, no, no. Ravaran didn't think about where he would have a say there. He wasn't concerned about matzah. And he didn't care about the wine. Ravaran had one thing on his mind and one thing only. Taira ma tehe aleha. What's going to be with the Taira? What's going to be with the yeshivas? The yeshivas in Europe had been eradicated. Eretz Yisrael had a negligible Olam HaTorah. America was a Midbar Shmama. And what concerned Rabbi Aaron on Erev Pesach, 1941 in San Francisco, Torah Ma Tehei Aleha, and I remember sitting there as a bachar, stunned. But, but what about the Seder? And Rabbi Rucham took it further. Rabbi Rucham said that the Hanhaga of Rab Aaron was nothing more than mirroring the Hanhaga of Yaakov Avinu. Esav was coming with 400 men to annihilate Yaakov and his progeny and call base Yisrael. And Yaakov Avinu lifted his hands to Shamayim. And Yaakov Avinu was mispalel, hatsileni na, miyad ochi, miyad Esav, penyavoy vihikani emabonim. What was Yaakov afraid of? Was Yaakov afraid that Esav would kill him and his children? He says, Medrash Rabbah, no, that's not what Yaakov's concern was. He says, the Medrash Rabbah, it says in the Torah, Hakdosha, Vishar, Oise, Oisoi, Vies, Benoi, Loisishcha, Tubiyoi, Mechad. There's a mitzvah in the Torah, Oisoi, Vies, Benoi. It says, Yaakov Avinu, Im Yavoi, Roshazeh, Viyoivad, Es Bonai, Vies Imam. Sefer Torah Shekasev Boy Oisoy V'yes Benoi Matehealov. Yaakov Avinu was not worried about himself, and he wasn't worried about his kinderlach. Yaakov Avinu was worried what Rabbi Aaron Cutler was worried about. Torah Matehealov. Those who have come this evening to support the yeshiva gedol of Montreal, to support a yeshiva of this caliber. This is not a cause. This is not an important Jewish cause, a vital Jewish cause. Here's how we need to think about it. The Gemara tells us in Gittin that Titus HaRasha began his assault on the base Hamikdash not only by hurling insult against the Jewish people, but against God Himself. The Gemara says he declared, Where is the Rebbeinah Shalaylam? He pounded on the Mizbeach. He screamed, Lucas, Lucas, At Melech, Va'ano Melech, Boy Venetse Imi Bemachama. Gemara says that Titus took a Sefer Torah and he took it into the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And on the Sefer Torah, in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, he committed the unspeakable. He then took his sword and slashed the paroiches, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu made a miracle, and blood spurted forth from the paroiches, asks Rabbi Isaac Sher, why did the Rebbe Shal make a miracle that blood should spurt forth from the paroiches? The Rebbe Shal doesn't make a miracle for nothing, for a Russia Marusha. What's HaKadosh Baruch Hu teaching Klal Yisrael by having blood spurt, spurt forth from the paroiches? Says Rabbi Isaac Shara, the Rabbanishim was declaring the most important principle in Yahadus that the Beis Hamikdash is the life force of the universe. 
It's base chayenu. It pumps vitality into the Jewish people. Rachem al tzioin kihi base chayenu. The base of English was the vehicle through which all shefa flowed to the world. Chazal say that if the Goyim would have understood how much bracha came through the Beis HaMikdash, they never would have destroyed it. The blood spurting forth from the Paroiches was declaring that by destroying the Beis HaMikdash, they were cutting off the life force of the world. The world was now suffering cardiac arrest. The world had suffered a fatal wound. And for us in the Gullahs, our base chayenu, our house that is the source of our vitality, is our makoim taira. When the government in New York tries to tamper with the curriculum of the yeshivas, they're playing with fire. They're playing with the lave of the world. They're playing with the major artery of the world. So when we come tonight to show support, to show allegiance to a makoim taira, this is not a cause. This is not an organization. This is base chayenu. Yeshiva Gedoyla of Montreal is the primary artery of this region of the Olam HaTorah. You know, when we talk about Makoim Torah, Makoim Torah has a unique halachic status. Yaakov Avinu, before he goes down to Mitzrayim, he sends... Yehuda, down to Mitzrayim, yes, Yehuda, Shalach Lefanov El Yosef, Lahoyrois Lefanov Goishna, says Rashi. What's Yehuda going down to Mitzrayim for? Says Rashi, Lesakin Loy based Talmud. Yehuda's establishing a yeshiva. It's very curious. Yehuda's establishing a yeshiva? Yehuda wasn't a Moira Hoira. Yehuda wasn't a Paisek. Yoiru mishpatecha leyakov poiskim come only from Shevet Levi. Ayin the hakdama of the Shoyalu Meshiv, who goes through from the beginning of time, how ruba the ruba of the poiskim of Klal Yisrael were kaihanim or leviim. Hafla, noid Yehuda, shla, taz, v'chahena, v'chahena. The Gemara even says in Yuma, andav chavav, amar rava, loy mishkachas tzorba merabanon demoiri, what about Shevet Yehuda? Says Gemara, That's not his specialty. The Moira Hara do not come from Shevet Yehuda. So why would Yaakov send Yehuda to establish a base Hara when Yehuda is not a Moira Hara? Says Hagoyin of Tzvi Rotberg, Yaakov didn't send Yehuda down to Mitzrayim to be Moira Hayra. He sent him down to Mitzrayim to be Mesakin a Mokoyim of Hayra. Where's the Mokoyim of Hayra? The Gemara Zvachim says, Anun Gimel Amid Beis, Levin Yamin Amar, Yedid Hashem. The Beis Hamikdash rested in the Chelek of Binyamin, but Ritzu Anafka. A little strip of the Mikdash went out to Shevet Yehuda and the Mizbeach rested b'makoim Yehuda. The Gemara says a blot later in Nundalad The Sanhedrin sat in the Lishkas Hagazis by Shevet Yehuda. So the makoim Taira, the place where Taira resides, you don't need a Moira Haira. You need the expert in establishing the makoim Taira. 
And that expert is Yehuda. The expert in solidifying the lave of Klal Yisrael is the Malchus of Yehuda. This was the lesson taught to us by the dam that spurred forth from the Paroiches by Titus Harasha. You know, one of the most dramatic scenes in Imperial Rome is the Arch of Titus. By the way, just as an aside, there's a big question about what the menorah looks like. So some say, well, let's look at the Arch of Titus. Let's see if it's circular. Let's see if it's diagonal. A monument erected that depicts the Romans carrying out the various kalim of the Beis Hamikdash. And I'm, I'm sure you all know the story of the Panovicharov and Moshe Rothschild when they visited the Arch of Titus. And if I may, I have my own Arch of Titus story. A few years ago, I had the opportunity to speak on a Jewish heritage tour to Italy. And I was able to bring along my father's own Zinsein. I was able to bring along my son Yehuda. And the trip concluded in Rome and then culminating in Imperial Rome at the Arch of Titus, and I'm standing there with my father, with my son, and I turn around and sitting next to me, standing next to me, Teddy Lackman. Who's Teddy Lackman? Teddy Lackman's father was Mayor Lackman. Mayor Lackman and my Zayda were together in Auschwitz 72 years before. By the way, my grandfather... Harav Mordechai Leib Gladstein just passed away on the first day of Pesach at 106 years old. He was a Talmud Muvuk of Ramanachem Zemba. He was Ramanachem Zemba's lookout during the Warsaw Ghetto Uprising. He had smicha from Rabbi Shloyma David Kahana before the Holocaust broke out. He would tell me, Daniel, you know, in Ramanachem Zemba's house, Behind him there was a Svarim shrank, but not with Svarim that people bought him at a dinner. There was a Svarim shrank all of Kisveyad, an entire parish on the Yushami, an entire parish on the Rambam. Tens of thousands of pages of Kisveyad. And one year our grandfather came to visit us in the Agudah of Avenuel. At the time the Rav was Ramosha Tuvyalif, and into the shul walks Mayor Lachman, who he was together with in Auschwitz. And Mayor Lachman sees my grandfather, and he sees me, and he says, You know, your Zayda? Your Zayda knows how to daven. And I sort of nod, no kidding, he knows how to daven. He's been davening for the last 97 years. And my grandfather would say, The hardest part about becoming 100 years old is the Rashi Oisi So I say, of course he knows how to daven. He said, no, you don't understand what I mean that your Zayda knows how to daven. I saw him in Auschwitz. He would be saying to Hillem, and the Nazi would come and say, Rabbi, what are you praying for? You think there'll be any Jews left? The Jews of Palestine, the Arabs will kill the Jews of Palestine. We Nazis will eradicate the Jews of Europe. And the Jews of America, <laughs> the Jews of America will take care of themselves. Of the latter, the Nazi was the most correct about, unfortunately. And the Nazi would then club Maizeda over the head. He would fall unconscious in a pool of blood. And 24 hours later, said Mayor Lachman, he would get up and continue saying to Hillem where he was up to. 
And I'm standing there at the Arch of Titus next to Teddy Lachman. Our parents, grandparents were together in Auschwitz 72 years before. And here we are 72 years later, standing triumphantly at the Arch of Titus. And I'm there with my tata. And I'm there with my son. Three doirois. Vanizois brisi oisam amar Hashem. Ruchi asher olecha. Udvorai asher samti beficha lo yamushu mi picha. Umi pizaracha. Umi pizera zaracha. Amar Hashem eatavyarelam. And I cannot help but think, Titus, who had the last laugh? By the way, after my grandfather was liberated, he was appointed the head of the JDC, the Joint Distribution Committee. And in that capacity, he helped the Sheir Sapleta. He brought in Tashmishay Mitzvah, Tashmishay Kedusha. He built Mikvois in the DP camps. He built Yeshivas in the DP camps. He printed Svarim in the DP camps. And one of his most moving encounters is when he met a great personage, Rav Isaac Halevi Herzog, the chief rabbi of Palestine at the time, who told my grandfather that during the war, he visited the Pope, Pope Pius XII, I guess Lashem Sagi Nahar. And he said, Pope, put a halt on the gas chambers. And the Pope said, no. And Rav Herzog told my grandfather that he was coming from another visit with the Pope. He had with him the list of thousands of names of boys and girls who were given to Christian families, monasteries, convents, who we didn't think we would ever see again, but now that many survivors survived, they wanted their children back, and the Pope would not return even a single child. This is a story my grandfather wrote about. This is a story I grew up with. And when I heard Rabbi Beryl Wine give a postscript to this story, it was particularly stirring to me. 1946, Rabbi Beryl Wine was 11 years old, and his father says, Beryl, come, we're going to the airport, Chicago Midway Airport, we're going to greet a great tzaddik. He said, which great tzaddik? They're no no tzaddikim anymore. Tzaddikim? Yeah, they're still a tzaddik. He's coming to America, Rabbi Isaac Halevi Herzog. And Rabbi Herzog was a very aristocratic personality. He wore a shiny top hat, he had a silver cane, he carried a Tanakh in his hand, and he alit from the plane, and all the Rabbanim in Chicago and Skokie and all the yeshiva bachrim escorted Rav Herzog to the yeshiva, where Rav Herzog gave a 45-minute pilpul in Yiddish. And when he was finished, he turned to the young boys in English. And Rav Herzog had been a rabbi in Dublin, so he spoke with a little bit of an Irish brogue. And he said, Tyra Kinderlach, I just visited the Pope. Pope Pius XII. I had with me the names of 10,000 boys and girls that were given to Christian monasteries, convents, families. And I said to the Pope, give us back our children. You're kidnapping them. They're ours. We only gave them to you as a picodine. But we want them back. And the Pope flatly refused. The Pope said the rule is that once a child is baptized, he can never be taken back. All these children were baptized. I begged, I pled, I cajoled, but to no avail. 
Rabbi Wein said Rav Herzog was so overcome with emotion that he broke down at the podium, weeping like a baby uncontrollably. Rabbi Wein said he was never so frightened in his entire life. And then the rabbi defiantly lifted his head. His face was red. He looked like a lion. He said, there's nothing I could do for those 10,000 Jewish boys and girls. But I ask of you, young men, Yeshiva Bachrim, what are you going to do for the children of the Jewish people? What are you going to do for the future of the Jewish people? And he repeated it again and again and again. What will you do for the future of Klal Yisrael? And then we waited and we lined up and we gave him shalom and he looked each one of us in the eye and he said, did you hear what I said? Are you going to remember what I said? What will you do for the future of the Jewish people? And Rabbi Wein said that his entire life he is haunted by Rav Herzog's cry. Many times he's been discouraged, disenchanted, worn out, but then he hears Rav Herzog's cry, what will you do for the future of the Jewish people? And that's what continues to inspire him and shape his decisions in life. So what will you do for the future of the Jewish people? You know, with all the commotion in life and all the hubbub, the primary question we need to ask ourselves what am I going to do for the future of the Jewish people? And you know what? Those of you who have come tonight are answering the call. What could you do for the future of the Jewish people? Be mechazik your children. Be mechazik your yeshiva. Be mechazik your makoim Torah. Because your Makoim Torah is your Asid, it's your Hayve, it's your present, it's your future, it's the source of life to your neighborhood, your community, and to all of Klal Yisrael. In the Zuchus of all of us gathering together tonight to pledge our allegiance, to demonstrate our support for the Kiheim Chayenu V'Oyrech Yaminu. May we all be Zoyche to the Birchas HaTorah, Baruch Asher Yakim as Divrei Hatoira Hazois. May we all be Zoicha, Bonim of Nebonim, Oiskim Hatoira Vemitzvois, Zara Chaya Vekayama, Zara Dila Yifsoik, Vedila Yiftoil, Mipiskome Oiraisa, Adbiaskoil Tzedek, Vimhera Vyaminu. Amen. Thank you very much. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.